Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. My name is Mindy Tucker, and I am Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications and Managing Editor of the award-winning Trident Magazine. In our most recent issue of the Trident, we showcased our first ever 33 under 33 list, featuring some of our bright young Tri-Delta stars. These are extraordinary women leading, serving, and bettering their industries, their communities, and the world. It's January of 2021, and so we're focused on wellness. We get to share how some of these remarkable women are contributing to wellness in many, many different ways. Today, we're joined by Dr. Elizabeth Curtis. She is an alumna of our Delta Lambda chapter at Butler University in Indianapolis. And it was during her collegiate years at Butler that she fell in love with Tridelta's commitment to St. Jude and twice interned at St. Jude, conducting research in psychology and neuro-oncology. She is currently a resident physician at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, where she's putting into practice what St. Jude taught her about healthcare for pediatric cancer patients. Elizabeth, welcome to Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Yay, thank you so much. So glad to have you with us today. Congratulations on being named one of our 33 under 33 love highlighting the work that's being done by our younger alumni members and some of our collegiate members. Mm -hmm. Your story is a lot like others who found their passion during your time as a collegiate member of Tri-Delta. Tell us how St. Jude was an inspiration for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For me, my story with St. Jude actually began during my freshman year. And so Delta Lambda participates in spring recruitment. So it's kind of a week right before the spring semester starts. And I feel like that really benefited me because I got to have this whole fall semester of seeing kind of what every sorority on campus was doing from a philanthropy standpoint. And honestly, I had not heard of St. Jude at all until freshman year. And I really remember getting kind of a glimpse of each sorority and kind of what they were doing for the philanthropy during house tours. And um, my house tour guide uh, shared with me a little bit about the sorority's annual trip to St. Jude something that was like uh, really something that happened every year for the chapter. It was just ingrained in the fabric of Delta Lambda. And it really struck me how compared to other sororities I was seeing on campus that these women at Delta Lambda were really living out the mission of St. Jude by participating in activities and supporting the hospital. And that was just the fall semester. So then getting to go through (laughs) recruitment and, and actually see on philanthropy day, and we had a little video that kind of described Tridelta and St. Jude's partnership. And then we got to make paper crafts and um, that we would give to the kids at St. Jude whenever we visited that fall. And that was really special because a lot of these kids, when they're inpatient, you know, they can't get the traditional gifts like right. flowers, balloons, things like that. Um, so that was really meaningful to me. And then, of course, kind of throughout my collegiate time, my passion for St. Jude only grew by having parents and former patients of the hospital come and visit us. And we got to hear just how impactful they felt that the Tri-Delta St. Jude partnership was, which I think is just magical. I agree. Um, There's really something unique about that partnership and making the trip. Like you can participate in the fundraisers and know who you're raising money for and see the videos. But when you go there, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Going to the hospital, visiting, seeing firsthand what they're doing um, and seeing our impact there, seeing Tri-Delta's impact on that campus is pretty amazing. So I'm glad that had such an impact on you. I'm glad we get to share. It's really something that all of our members can share in and be a part of. So it's really Mm -hmm. cool. And you interned there twice. So tell us how that really kind of forwarded you into um, the kind of work you do now and what that research experience was like. 
Yeah. So I think first you just touched on it. I think the best part of that research experience was actually physically being at St. Jude. And I remember kind of walking through the halls in my first days and realizing that everything that Tridelta had talked about in that little like promo partnership video, there was actually real. Um, our <laughs> philanthropy kind of commitment and relationship wasn't something that was being played up or glamorized out to be like more than it was. I remember kind of walking through the halls, seeing families arrive in the free transportation, which we talk about and seeing them like even in the lunch line, you know, I was pulling out my wallet, pulling out my credit card. And I realized that the families were being waved on or were using a meal card rather than them reaching for their wallet. And another cool thing that I got to do was volunteering at Tridelta Place, which was kind of new around the time. And for me, that just solidified it. Like this hospital is not just focusing on cancer treatment, they're also thinking about the patients holistically and kind of knocking down the barriers to their care. But um, as far as, yeah, I loved it. But kind of thinking from like a career aspect, I think for the internship's impact on my career, I can't overemphasize it enough. I think just from a resume standpoint, to have those two summers of solid research was really important. Um, And honestly, I think for anyone getting involved in medicine, really, no matter what role, I do think that research is important. And I think some people can kind of be taken aback by that. And I understand why. Um, I don't necessarily think everyone has to do research their whole lives, but some people do. And I think that's awesome. Um, But I think just getting involved in some form, whether it be like wet research or bench research, translational, like St. Jude does clinical or even QI or quality improvement, I feel like it helps you get an appreciation for all of the behind the scenes work that leads to these discoveries. And so for me, just like prescribing medications, especially the newer medications on the market, it's given me a new appreciation for all that went into it. The years of kind of biomedical science and research that happened, the drug trials of which St. Jude is you know, in a ton of them just makes me think about like all the people that were working towards the common goal. And to be like a small part of that is awesome. People forget, you know, at St. Jude Research Hospital or Children's Research Hospital, I think they forget that, or maybe don't know, all the research that they do becomes shared. They find a cure, they find a solution to an issue. You know, I'm here in San Diego, Rady Children's Hospital down the street is using the research that St. Jude did to treat patients there. And they have lots of partner hospitals across the world, really, where they share that research. And so it's, it's interesting you go back to that. That is such a core part of what they do. Um, the and they beginning. really pioneered. Yeah, they pioneered that sharing of data. I mean, back in the 50s and kind of 60s when St. Jude started, I feel like people really operated in parallel. And St. Jude was one of the first institutions that was like, hey, let's actually all get together and do this all together, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that. One other thing kind of that's on my mind is I I think being a part of research, especially at St. Jude, which has a strong publishing history, is that it kind of gives you the ability to look through those papers, those news articles with a more discerning eye, which is something that I've carried with me since being there, especially, you know, in 2020 in the age of coronavirus. Oh, gosh. Do we need to call you about... Is the vaccine okay? What, what does this do? What does that do? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, but seriously, I didn't know about that, through, but yeah. Just scrolling through Facebook, um, there are so many things, you know, opinions floating about. And it's been nice to have that research background to kind of help interpret those new breakthroughs, especially when I'm counseling patients and their families. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I love that. That's like another layer to it. Yeah. Um, life 2020 skill, has right? of things. <laughs> life skill for 2020, your research yep. background in healthcare. Uh, well, we are asking all of our 33 under 33 um, participants in the podcast, three questions. So I'm going to ask you those questions and just really excited to get your perspective on some of this. So Tri-Delta uh, was definitely a catalyst in your career. We've talked about your time at St. Jude, the internships, how you learned about St. Jude. How do you think Tri-Delta, outside of St. Jude, how did Tri-Delta play a part in your success? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could wax poetic about this forever. Um, but I'll try and highlight just a couple of things. I think most importantly, I feel like Tri-Delta strengthened my interpersonal skills. And that to me is regardless of whether or not you held a leadership position in the sorority when you get a bunch of women together, things are going to come up. Issues are going to come up. Sure. And I love that about my chapter, though, because they, you know, my chapter was full of passionate, opinionated women who were not afraid to voice their dissent. For me, thinking back, um, I think our t-shirt committee had an absolute hardest job for this reason. I get to laugh about it now, but you know, back then I did not know that there's more to life than like comfort colors, t-shirt, like that brand, that particular style. Um, but I think kind of those opinions are really reflective of that post-collegiate world. For me, I'm going to run into people that have different opinions, different viewpoints. And I feel like try to show me that the onus is on you to kind of learn how to listen to them with an open mind. I think especially for me, um, being it in medical school, our curriculum especially had a lot of small group work. And... For anyone who did college, it was small groups. It's a lot of people's nightmares. Um, but I feel like my time within the chapter allowed me um, to kind of practice what I what Tridelta had taught me and navigate those figure situations at the graduate level. Yeah, you know, we've been talking a lot about having thoughtful conversations with people that disagree with you this year yeah. in particular. And um, a lot of people have said that's now a new skill that employers are looking for is can you step into, can you lead people in a conversation with different opinions? Can you listen? Can you do, can you sort of guide people through a listening exercise? Can you take feedback from people? Can you give feedback in a healthy way? Yeah. You know, all great skills to learn. I'm glad to hear you say that you've learned those from Tridelta because I think and I they're so it. crucial to equip young women with these days as they head yeah. into the workforce. I love that you brought up that feedback. Um, kind of uh, idea. Because for me, that was the other thing I wanted to mention that, believe it or not, I feel like Tridelta really gave me that practice in giving and receiving feedback, as you had mentioned. For me, kind of in academics, and especially in academic medicine, feedback is like the hot topic. We talk a lot about adult learning theory, and how to best give both positive and negative feedback. And for me, I actually, even though I am a training physician, um, I serve both as an educator to medical students who are rotating through the pediatric area um, and then other trainees as well. But then I'm still a learner myself, um, learning from fellow level physicians and attending level physicians. So for me, that bi-directional feedback is something that I'm always working on. And I think back to kind of the idea of sleeting. Because if you think about it, um, one of, I feel like one of the most important parts of sleeting is kind of thinking critically about a sister's strengths um, and areas that she could work on and kind of finding the right way to fit those two things together for her to lead through the organization. And for me now, I think about that daily when I am giving feedback um, to medical students or, you know, talking to them about what they've learned. You know, I would love to make every 
rising medical student, a pediatrician. That would be my dream. Please become a pediatrician. Um, but I think it's more important for me to kind of learn a little bit about them, their skill sets, what they're interested in, and ultimately for them to leave the rotation, their time with me with a couple applicable learning points, whether it be for their future career or even just being a parent in the future. And it reminds me a lot of slating, actually. Interesting. So um, let's shift into our topic of January, which is wellness. Everybody's sort yeah. of ready to focus on themselves, new year, um, new outlook. For Tri-Delta, you know, wellness has kind of always been a core for us. We have a mental health program. Um, we pioneered the body image program, our commitment to St. Jude, and children's cancer across the country beyond St. Jude. What, why do you think this is so important to our sisterhood? And what does it say about us that wellness is a, is a, a core value for us? Yeah, I think when I reflect on kind of the St. Jude Tridelta partnership, I think that what stands out to me most is that Tridelta is our women of commitment. You know, when we say that we're in something, we're in it for the long haul, whether that be our relationship with St. Jude or our, you know, early onset of integrating wellness into kind of our sorority experience. Thinking back kind of with St. Jude, I feel like at any point, you know, we've been with them for so long, we could have been like, hey, you know, we set you up for success. We're, you're good, right? We're going to move on. But instead, we didn't. We chose to stay the course through everything that's happened, especially this past year. Right. Um, even just physically, I love seeing the commitment, even on the walls of St. Jude. So when you walk through, there's one uh, hallway with a rainbow and a pot of gold. And our names are on that. There's the team room. Tridelta's name is all over that. And then, of course, Tridelta Place, obviously. But I think it's so lovely that our stories are connected. And for me, when I wanted to join a sorority, I wanted to be with like-minded women who have similar values. Because ultimately, that's the core of a a sorority, a values-based organization. What I found is that kind of the common bond that I have with all Tridelta's is that, you know, when we say we're going to do something, we'll show up. We will continue showing up for years after. And sometimes, you know, in the case of St. Jude, it means we're going to show up with like a $60 million commitment, which is always a bonus. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. Oh, we're going to get a lot of calls for $60 million checks now. Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I think you're right. I love this idea. Try to show up. I mean, we, we commit and we show up. And I love that yeah. um, as a takeaway for you. So third topic, I love hearing wisdom and lessons from successful women. And so I'd love for you, looking back, you're young, but looking back on your experience so far, um, what advice would you give for Tri-Deltas as they're starting their career? I think this is a hard question, um, but two words kind of immediately popped into my mind. The first being ambition, and then the second being humility. And I feel like in the world that we live in now, women who are ambitious are often called other terms or labeled with not so nice words. And as a sidebar, it's my personal mission to change that. I would love for that not to be a thing. Um, But what I mean by ambition is that if you want to do something, I want you to do it. Whether that means kind of from a career standpoint that you're going to be the first female law partner in your office, do it. If you're in a job you don't love, you want to go back for a second degree, do it. If you are a first generation college student and you want to be the first person in your family to get that higher level of education, I want you to do it. And I think the most important part of that, though, is finding people who respect that, who are going to back you up and support you. And for me personally, I have found just a wonderful family and and kind of crew uh, of likewise 
really ambitious women and, and we lift each other up. And that's something that I'm so grateful for. I love that. The crew um, is important. Yeah, the crew <laughs> for sure. I also love that I, you use the word ambition and humility together. Yeah. And I think that sometimes those people feel like they're at odds with each other. Um, but throughout kind of my early career being a healthcare provider, I have learned that, believe it or not, no matter how trained you are, there's always going to be something you don't know. Even my attendings sure. who have been in practice, you know, for 50 years, there's always something new to learn. And sometimes it can be practical, um, you know, learning a new way to do a procedure, a new way to hold the instruments or position yourself. But I feel like more than that practical aspect, I think sometimes it's about what you hear from patients. So patients that share their life story with you and remind you that even though we focus so much on the pathology, the pharmacology, the physiology, that a lot of times health is more than just the body that we carry with us. And that most of the time, it's the patient that needs to do more of the talking than you as the provider. And I think there's a role for humility in all that, learning that there are people out here that can teach you so much and that you can always be a learner. It's really important. Love it. Go after it, get it, and keep learning. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I've loved hearing from you. Um, your enthusiasm is infectious as I sit here and talk to you. Um, for what you do for Tri-Delta, for women, I can tell you have a passion there. So thank you so much for being a part of our sisterhood and for joining us today. Before we go, I want to make sure people know where to find you online if they'd like to connect. I'm so bad. I'm terrible at social media. Um, but <laughs> okay. if you are looking, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn or Doximity, which is a place for medical professionals to connect. Um, and my name is Elizabeth Curtis. I would love to hear from anybody, of course, but especially any listeners who are interested in the medical field, specifically medical school, I can speak to that. Or just a little plug, um, any questions about the pediatric oncology education program, um, that's through St. Jude. And that's where I did most of my research experience. And we actually have a great track record of having Tri-Delta participate in the program. So I'd love to keep that up for years to come. But. I love it. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us. A big thank you to her. I know all of our listeners have been inspired. Um, we appreciate the work she's doing and the work she's done. And we wish all of our members well this bright new year in Tri-Delta. Stay tuned for more exciting events, programs, celebrations coming your way. If you have not checked out our new website, tridelta.org, give it a visit. It looks fabulous. It's there for you. If you have an idea for a podcast topic, email us at podcast at tridelteo.org. This podcast was made possible by the kind and generous support of our dues paying alumni. Have you paid your annual dues yet? If not, you can go to the website and log into my Tridelta and pay them right now. Please like subscribe and rate our podcast. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks for talking Tridelta with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.